Well, it looks like some change is coming to the province's long-term care homes. The Ontario government announcing yesterday they will require all homes to have a vaccine policy. And for more on that, we're joined now by Dr. Ahmed Arya, who joins us here on 640 Toronto. Dr. Arya, always nice to have you on. It's a pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. First off, this vaccine policy, just exactly what is the government set to implement here in long-term care? So, I mean, I think there's several things that are good about this. Um, And as you mentioned, there's going to be an immunization policy for each long-term care home. Each long-term care home has to track and report on implementation of the policy. And specifically, um, I think we're soon going to find out about staff vaccination rates uh, between different homes, which is really important because for now we've just been hearing about averages. Um, In addition to this, every staff person who's working at a long-term care home has to now provide proof of vaccination of each dose or they have to provide a medical reason for not being vaccinated, which we know, of course, is very, I mean, there's very few reasons not to get vaccinated, or they have to participate in an educational program about the benefits and risks of not being vaccinated. All right. Will this, uh, do you believe, make a difference, Dr. Aria? Does this address why there has been some vaccine hesitancy in long-term care? To be honest, I don't think so. I don't think it gets to the root causes of why this is an issue in long-term care. I mean, a reminder for everyone who's listening to our program right now, Jeff, I mean, people who work in long-term care are mostly racialized women. Many of them are immigrants. Um, They don't speak English as a first language, or many don't. Um, And they haven't been treated well through the pandemic. I mean, that's really an understatement. And they're still not being treated well, where they don't have living wages. They don't have paid sick days. I'm actually still hearing from frontline health workers who don't have proper PPE. So, I mean, I think to gain trust with people, um, if we want them to take the vaccine, we have to make sure that we treat them with dignity and respect. And unfortunately, that's not being done. And, uh, you know, this educational program, I'll also point out is, I mean, it doesn't make still, it's not a mandatory vaccination program. Right. That's just an informational uh, program. If uh, you tell the employer, the long-term care home, that uh, you do not want the uh, vaccine, you are mandated to attend this, uh, what is an information session? Yeah, I mean, and right now we don't have details about what that will actually tell you and if it will actually work. And once again, I mean, the success stories that I've seen, Jeff, through the pandemic where there was really high uptake of the vaccine in staff was when the the administration in the long-term care facility and the physicians working in the long-term care facility were engaged and really made sure that there were, you know, like, you know, that they talked to the frontline health workers one-on-one and make sure that they answered their questions. And I mean, I I can share an example that I think of where a long-term care home uh, that I'm aware of, uh, you know, very much so the cleaning staff uh, mostly spoke Portuguese and the long-term care home on their own funding brought in someone who actually could communicate in Portuguese, a physician who could, answer their questions and lo and behold they were then ready to get the vaccine all right i'm just going to ask you because you are on the front lines there dr uh, aria you've got a first-hand experience can you give us all a bit of an update as to where we are right now just overall with uh, long-term care have any sort of significant strides been made in your opinion so I mean, I can start the conversation by talking about vaccines specifically, where, I mean, we're doing extremely well. 97% of long-term care residents are fully immunized, and 89% of staff have at least gotten one dose. We still have to do better there, as we're discussing. 
unfortunately, many of the other systemic improvements, which we should have already seen, have not happened. And I'm very sad to say that. I mean, the biggest one that everyone is in agreement on is improving staffing. And sadly, I'm hearing from many frontline uh, health workers in long-term care that, you know, understaffing is actually worse than before the pandemic. Uh, PSWs are double and triple shifting. There's still this revolving door phenomenon where many people are coming into the sector who are new. And I'm, of course, very worried about that. And, you know, just to give everybody some context to, you know, listening, you know, the government has promised uh, maybe an extra 15 minutes on average of daily care by April of 2022. And needless to say, that's not good enough if you're suffering from neglect at this current point in time. And it's obviously not good enough when, you know, we think about the median life expectancy in long-term care in Ontario, which is only 18 months. So this, this is a crisis and it needs to be solved today. You know, we're talking about some pretty big issues here, Dr. Aria, and change obviously does uh, take time. And uh, a journey, as the old saying goes, every journey starts with a single step. But it sounds like what you're talking about here is... Uh, that journey uh, has yet to begin, really, still, instead of a single step forwards, it sounds like maybe we've taken a half a step or more back. Yeah, I mean, just recently, um, you know, towards the, you know, like just last week, the financial accountability officer did release a report around this, you know, talking exactly about what you're talking about here, Jeff, you know, the journey and how the journey is going to go. And sadly, uh, even though the, you know, Ontario is planning to hire 27,000 more nurses and PSWs, even that's not enough. I mean, first of all, their timeline to do that is way too long, Jeff. It's four years. And I mean, as I said, the median life expectancy is only 18 months. So I wonder, I mean, I think most of the people, sadly, who are living in long-term care today won't even be alive. And then secondly, what they found is even that 27,000 promise is, is falling short that, you know, many estimates have shown that they need 37,000 or 40,000 because they're building new nursing home beds. So it's absolutely not going to be enough. And, you know, I, I, I think sadly this normalizes this culture, which has been in long-term care from even before the pandemic of not providing enough care um, of neglect. And, and that's something that we cannot ever accept. Do you believe, Dr. Arya, that the government, though, is listening? Are they listening uh, this time? I mean, there's been calls for this uh, in the past, but I think everything we've experienced and talked about with the pandemic when it comes to long-term care, there certainly seems to be a renewed urgency here to get change and to finally make change happen. And again, do you believe that the government is uh, listening? Um, it's, it's hard for me to say that they're doing a lot, and I wish I could. I mean, uh, I, I want to actually, and I want to, you know, sort of be in a position to be honest, Jeff, where I can thank the government. But, you know, when it's my patient in front of me, and it's, these are somebody's, once again, these are parents and grandparents of people. I'm often at the bedside meeting with family members, and staff is stretched so short, working in unsafe working conditions, it's, it's pretty hard to really express gratitude at, at this point in time. So I, I think although that, you know, this is happening, this is just, I mean, the timeline, once again, it's far too long. And I mean, it's not enough. And then the other part of this is that I don't see any sort of key measures taken to improve actual working conditions to retain staff. So we don't have this revolving door of health workers, which needless to say, is really bad for, you know, the care that happens in long-term care. Like they need to give paid sick days, benefits, full-time work, make sure people are at a single site and not cobbling together multiple part-time jobs in multiple homes. I mean, that's not what we want. Dr. Ahmed Arya, Dr. Arya, always appreciate the time and the conversation and appreciate the truth, uh, even when it's harsh. Thanks so much. 
Thank you, Jeff. Be well. Dr. Ahmed Arya with us this afternoon.